Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Join Justin Townsend and the Harvesting Nature crew as they explore the world of cooking wild fish and game while sharing recipes, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from their pursuit of wild food. We sure hope you ate before the show, because you're going to leave hungry. This is the Wild Fish and Game Podcast. Hey everyone, the fall season is quickly approaching and it's time to start taking a look at your gear. So make sure you're not overlooking the gear. Sometimes matters the most and that's what you're going to be using to process your wild fish or game after you bring it home. What we're doing in order to help prepare you for that is we're going to be giving away a meat grinder. And how you enter that contest is you scroll down on the show notes, click the link that says meat grinder giveaway, and then follow the directions uh, and... Around about the middle of June, we'll announce the winner, and we will give away one of these awesome meat grinders. So, good luck, and hope to see you entering and sharing with your friends and family. I'm recording. Let's clap at the same time. Ready? One, two, three, clap. (laughs) (laughs) That was the great start. Hey everybody, welcome back to Harvesting Nature's Wild Fishing Game Podcast. You got your host here, Justin Townsend, and I have sitting in front of me, oddly arranged, <laughs> completely in front of me, uh, the part of the Harvesting Nature crew. So Colin and Ben, and part or all of the the all of the the way we hunt. Dose, all two of us. Team. I don't know. What do you guys call yourself? Team, crew, group, married. Duo? Married couple. <laughs> Married couple, <laughs> the way we hunt. So we're sitting in a mountain, no, sitting in a tent on a mountain top in southwestern Oregon. And we've been here four days now. This is the end of day four, hunting Oregon black bears in the spring. And, man, what an adventure. But we're going to take everyone through sort of uh, our little adventure and, and what got us here and then we still have two days left of the hunt, so we're going to follow up at the end of this, and we'll, we'll do an addendum uh, where we'll, we'll tie everything together. But we wanted to get things in because Colin's got to go back to work. Ben's got to go back to work tomorrow, so it's just going to be Ryan and Emily and myself uh, out hunting bears for the last two days before I fly back to Florida. And they drive back to Oklahoma, and Ben does whatever Ben does. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin, too. I adult sometimes. So, all right. uh, Well, I guess um, let's do it. Let's 
do a quick. I've already introduced you all, but uh, do a quick once around, and I guess let's give a feeling on, on where you're at today, like how you feel about the day. Don't give any exciting details. Just like up to this point, how did the trip go in your eyes? Small, say, hey, this is hey, this is Justin. Uh, up to this point, this trip's been really fun. Um, the bear action's been hit or miss. I came into it really excited. I got a little low. Now I'm back excited again. And then I'll go to Colin. Yeah, I think I feel some of the same feelings. Uh, you know, we got here and we really jazzed up to go after some bears. And we ended up doing like almost 15 miles the first day. Um, thanks to Ben. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, we kind of wound down a little bit for the past few days. And then uh, today was, was really exciting. We'll get into that a little bit. But, I mean, all around... It's a successful trip, even though I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, it was really successful. It was a great time. I'd be happy to do it again with everybody here. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ben. Yeah, I've I've had a great time the whole time. I didn't mind the 15 miles. <laughs> it's a mile and a half. <laughs> it, was only, it, was, it was a lot shorter than that, I think, personally. But we can, we can talk about that later. It, it but was not. It was not. No, it was exactly 15 miles. <laughs> it is four to one. Sir. But, uh, All right. Right, Ryan, what you got me? Oh, I didn't really finish. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. This is how this entire trip has gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel good. I feel like every day we've gotten a little closer, even in small ways. Um, so I feel like it's been it's been pretty linear for me, but I'm having fun out here. So, yeah, that's it. Hey, I'm Ryan with The Way We Hunt. Um, I am having a blast. I think every day has been a building block of learning lessons on top of each other. Ooh. So learned a lot today, learned a lot yesterday, learned a lot the day before that. And so we've just kind of been applying those and I walked a lot further today than I wanted to. <laughs> or I had planned on. Uh, Emily, way we hunt. And this trip has gone exactly like I thought it would go. So <laughs> the expectations are just exactly how I thought it was going to be. My back hurts and that's pretty much it. No bears. <laughs> for us yet on on our end yet. day four so i knew wow. this was going to be a really hard hunt you know spot and stock is completely different than hiding a guide service or going to a state or providence that allows baiting so i knew that it was going to be extremely hard and i was actually going to be really shocked if we killed anything um we haven't seen anything on our end yet so kind of exactly the way i thought it would go still fun beautiful sites i mean i've never been to oregon before so that was one of the main reasons i wanted to come was to well, i thought be, it was to hang out with all of us oh okay. i mean sure <laughs> it's our first collab hunt first yeah collab hunt. yeah it was to hang out with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what people do in oregon i heard <laughs> i also completely hunted by myself <laughs> also true that was by cho- that was by choice accurate i love yeah. hunting by myself so uh, we, we got the the wild idea uh, to this trip. I don't even remember when the conversation began. So I've been wanting to hunt black bear for a while. I've also wanted to come to Oregon for a while, um, you know, given they have a lot of cool over-the-counter elk stuff and all this other jazz. And then um, I think, Ben, you were talking about spring bear. I think so. And uh, kicks an invite out. Colin's out here, so I wanted to see him. I hadn't seen him since he moved. And I hadn't seen Ben since we met, so... I was like, what a great opportunity. And then Ryan and Emily are awesome friends. And I was like, hey, you guys want to 
you guys want to come out to Oregon with us too. And uh, we're, we're, we are, in fact, missing Will, which is unfortunate, but he had some stuff going on and couldn't make it out. But uh, aside from that, funny story, um, we, we all applied. So you guys feel feel free to chime in so it's not just me talking. People okay. get tired of my voice. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, so go ahead. You. So we all applied. So we kicked around the plan. Um, we said, hey, let's think about going to Oregon for spring bear. And these guys are like, yeah, we live here, not a big deal. Ben's like, I, I will, if we draw someplace, I'll help scout and plan. And Ryan and Emily were like, we're in if we draw tags, but we don't think we're all What are the chances that's going to happen? What are the chances? So last year, there were actually leftover tags for this unit. Yeah. A lot of leftover tags. I think it was either 700, 1,000, or 1,700. I can't remember, but it was a lot. Um, So that's why we thought, oh, everybody would have a pretty sure chance of drawing this unit, which is just the Southwest Oregon Bear Unit. The unit is gigantic. Um, Last year, there were a whole bunch of leftover tags, so we pretty much figured that, well, it's a good unit to go to. There's a lot of bears down there. Uh, Everybody has a pretty uh, pretty good chance of drawing a tag. So that was the kind of premise behind. But you guys put in for a different area, didn't you? Someone did in the group. We all did. we, We put in for the same priority. It was the same order. But you guys put in individually, and we put in as a party. Yeah, that was the big difference. I was really surprised you guys didn't put in as a party. I thought about it. It it was an afterthought. um, Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, and I had already applied. Yeah, I'm not well-versed in that. I knew knew about it, and I knew it, and I was like, we should do it as a party. And then in the end, I was like... Oh well. Yeah, because it could have been. It could have been <laughs> no, really. Okay. That's allowed. It could, it could have been really bad if you guys, as individuals, put in all drew, but three different locations. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why you put in as a party. So yeah. you one person draws, everybody gets it. But as it turns out, we all should have bought a lottery ticket. Exactly. Yeah, we, because we, we all drew. drew. We all drew, and there's and no there like a record number of yeah. people that applied. So I, I know like quite a few residents who didn't draw, and mm-hmm. yeah. Three no well technically we had four non residents draw yep with Will yeah, of Will mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah that's comes uh, this year what Ben just said where there was like a huge uproar I don't call it an uproar but people were pissed a big surprise <laughs> that a lot of people did not get tags for this unit because so many people applied this year and I don't know if it was just like a a reaction from COVID or People saw the numbers and thought maybe this is the unit to go, uh, or it was just one of those kind of fluke things. So it was interesting. I think I it's just I, getting more popular too. Yeah, like I had never even heard of it I until a, a few years ago. I have a coworker who put in for the Northwest Oregon tag, which also had leftovers last year, and he didn't get one. Mm-hmm. And because every coast unit for bear is uh, completely full. I think it. I think it. It's following the trend of like a lot of the other draws from last year, where a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands because of COVID, and they're you know the whole conversation of food security and all the other things come up, and people are really starting to look and think about it. One, because they have the time to do it, because they're either working from home or not doing as many extracurricular activities as they normally would, or you know whatever. But I think ap- applicants almost nationwide are up for mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. Could be fire stuff too. Fire season out here was really, really tough, to the point where they were even giving uh, people refunds on tags. Wow, which is like unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah. Never been done, as far as I know. Um, yeah, because like 
they they pretty much close almost all the west side um, of Oregon because of fire stuff. So there was a lot of people who either couldn't hunt or, you know, they're worried about losing their house or they're helping people evacuate. It was pretty wild hmm. out here. So I think that could be part of it, too, where this is the first big game hunt they've had since whatever, you know, last year, last spring bear. Which is, it's pretty wild. I mean, spring, spring bear, be it, this is my first spring bear hunt. Uh, I've hunted bear in the fall before down in the Sierras in California, but uh, never, never up here. And we were just turkey hunting a couple weeks ago. But outside of that, it's like turkey's kind of the end of the hunting season until the fall kicks off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. It's a good filler. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, I'm having a blast. It's a great time. Gives you something to look forward to after. Yeah, or like during turkey season, yeah, even kind of it's, it's a, a build-up. It's a great intermediate, yep. big game season. Yeah, which is good. I mean, I think given Oregon, I mean, I haven't hunted it in other states, but Oregon seems like you got to put in some time and move around and and scout and all those other things. But that's also too like you can incorporate that into um, your, your like your turkey hunting. I don't know. I guess when did turkey open here? The uh, April fifteenth. Yeah. So it's been so bear open before it. So bear yeah. open April first. Okay. But also the bears have to come out of hibernation. That's a big thing. Is like they have to come out of hibernation and they're moving around and they're eating and they're doing all the bear stuff um before they kind of resume their their middle of the year to fall patterns. So it's kind of trying to figure that out. It's pretty unique. It's exciting. We've gotten some good intel, some some good recommendations. Ben did some good good scouting. We've been doing what everybody else says you're supposed to be doing. Um, well, l- I guess let me let me go back to expectations. Emily already touched on hers. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Ryan. What 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 is your expectations coming out here? It's, it, well, it's hard. We we've been on one bear hunt. It was in Canada. It was a guided hunt. It was over bait, and so. This is a complete 100% DIY. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's it's a complete polar opposite. Um, I honestly didn't know what I knew it would be as far as physicality-wise. It was going to be a harder hunt. I knew we'd be putting in some miles um, just based on the terrain itself. And what I'd seen and, and researched on the interwebs and talked to some people, um, I knew it was going to be a, a mountainous hike. Um, so those expectations have been met. Glad I bought new boots. Um, honestly, thought we had we would see more bears based on just the sign that was around. Yeah, you know that's yeah. I'm in agreement with that too. Yeah, um, that that surprised Same. me. So Ben, expectations? Um, I don't know. I I mean the success rate hovers between like 25 and I think 27 percent, which is not bad. That's pretty good. Um. I I did think that we'd see more sign in the areas that I had checked out or see more see a live bear there just because there was mm-hmm. so much sign there um in the previous weeks but I don't know I bumped into a ton of bears in the fall so I know there are bears here so it's been figuring it out uh it's been a little a little difficult but like I mentioned earlier, like the patterns, different patterns and behaviors coming out of right. hibernation chasing food and water and trying to bears trying to replenish. well it's like the berries too you talk to ha- some people like oh, oh yeah, yeah the berries this time two years ago were already in full bloom yep mm-hmm. and we were standing next to was a blackberry bush earlier and they're they're just now starting to bud they're not yep. even yep. 
you know, putting fruit on you. So, Colin, what do you think expectation-wise? Yeah, I wasn't really uh, completely sure what to expect. Um, I knew there were a lot of bears down here, and I had heard from some coworkers who were down here the the week before, uh, and they had seen a couple. Um, so I, I had some. I at least had high hopes that we would see one, uh, even if it would be far off, you know, like a mile or so in the distance. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just ready. This is a new area for me too. I'm up in Northwest Oregon. So, um, coming down to this area, it's, it's all kind of the same terrain and everything and some kind of like mixed timberland and all that and clear cuts, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. So I think it, it's met my expectations. Yeah. I, I think for me, I don't know. I I didn't so I didn't prepare. It's been kind of a busy spring uh with planning to move and and dynamic stuff at work and and spring turkey and Ocala and all the other things. So it's been like really dynamic. It, I was definitely less prepared for this trip than I would be for a lot of others. Um and I just kind of like rested on rested on you guys to kind of guide me away for the first couple of days which uh you know, I I think it was good. We were checking all the boxes as far as what I understand the general concept, but expectation. I mean, did I have the expectation we were going to come out here and fill five bear tags, ten mountain <laughs> tags, and five turkey tags? Um, no, but you know, I thought like I was. I'm always very optimistic about stuff. So it was like first day, somebody's getting a bear. Second day, somebody's getting a bear. Third day, somebody's getting a bear. Fourth day, somebody's getting a bear. Fifth day, somebody's getting a bear. Then we're going home. Like, then we celebrate, you know. Um, But uh, as you'll learn here very soon uh, in our narration, this has not been the case. Um, But nonetheless, uh, it's been such a, a cool, adventurous trip. I think day one, uh, we'll just go around and we can, we can chat through the days real quick. And you, if you guys want to hit any highlights or lows or highs or funny moments, uh, please fire away. But we all, we all, <laughs> appropriate <laughs> caveat. I don't, um, I don't think we have any inappropriate funny moments. <laughs> Shorten um, that list way up. Ryan and Emily drove in on they they got here Wednesday morning. You got here Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Yeah, we got here a little early. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. We planned on stopping somewhere. No expectations of where, just somewhere halfish way, and we just decided to push through. And we got here and we stayed in a yurt. Yurt. The night before, um, took about thirty hours to get here. Holy smokes. I flew in Wednesday. Colin drove down Wednesday after work. Ben lives here. Ben picked me up at the airport. And we came to the campsite, which Emily and Ryan picked out. Uh, it was a nice campsite. It was a nice campsite. I re- it ended up a very nice campsite. I like that campsite more than this campsite. I'll be, like, brutally honest. Uh, yes, no, this campsite kind of sucks compared to that one. Yeah. Because of the wind and the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little windy. But... The view, the view is killer. Yeah, the view is cool. We can actually see the stars. Oh, there's a clear sky out tonight. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, we can glass from the tent door. We can glass from the tent door. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So uh, day one, though, we all kind of got our gear settled. Everybody unpacked, got ready to go. Um, enjoyed some delicious duck bites that Colin brought down. What did you bring down? 
It was uh, two Widgeon Hens and a Gadwall Drake. And Justin gave me the recipe a few months ago and I hadn't made yet. I think it was uh, marinated in maple syrup, bourbon, brown sugar, and salt. And then we just picked those up and put them on a cast iron pan over the fire. Heated them up real good. Just destroyed. No Sorry. oil. Uh, that's okay. It'll come across. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, they came out pretty good. They were like kind of like tenderish in the middle, like fell apart, like jerky texture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. still fell apart. Like it wasn't chewy. Yeah, I thought they were good. A Maybe little salty. A, yeah, but... touch salty, but yeah, I think I, they were a little. Sal- I think probably <clears throat> next. To time. be honest, we could use we could use the sodium that day. Because that was oh yeah, that was, uh, was a long day yeah but we'll, I also we'll think circle the... back to that oh wait I'm getting confused now so that was day day one that was after that was after day the one, mile and a half the fifteen miles that was that was after walkabout all right Ben yeah. what was our what, what was our plan then what what did we do that morning um what did we do that morning so we went in Just you, you showed us uh they they got their uh, introduction to the coast range which is pretty damn jarring uh i just moved out here in august so so it wasn't that long ago that i got my introduction to the coast range which is um for anybody who doesn't live out of here super steep um super thick you know it's a it's a rainforest so it's it's pretty wet um yeah so we just kind of hiked in a few spots where i'd seen a bunch of sign and the uh the magic formula I've been told is, you know, glass and c- clear cuts, um, you know, east facing where stuff is growing or whatever. Uh, so we did, what did we do? Yeah, we hiked in a little ways. We ran into a huge herd of elk, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was a little <laughs> further than I thought. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I'm kind of used to it too. And I, I've come to realize I just kind of don't really pay attention the first few miles, maybe to help myself go really far <laughs> but um to the dismay of the rest of the group <laughs> but it was 15 uh, miles it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad going in like we didn't know like oh we're going in for a 50 mile day we went in for like maybe like yeah, a, let's go eight, take a gander up on top of this hill day expecting there wasn't a lot of talking on the way back no there was not a lot that. of talking no. on the way back and then we got to what our our terminal point and then looked at how far we had gone, and it was at like seven and a half miles. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, well, we got to walk all this the way back. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. What did we do? Oh, we, we, we split divide, up. We split, we split up. Yeah, we both we split up. We're looking for clear cuts uh, in areas I thought could hold bears. and We thought we found a great one. Yeah, we yeah, I, I mean, I thought, oh, man. yeah, I, I felt confident. I, I slept through the day. Oh, yeah, we all had naps at some <laughs> point. Everybody I will say that spring bear season is a good nap season. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. carry on, it carries on the turkey nap season. I got some good nap footage of you two today. You were snoring like a... Really? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't snoring. Like a dying I was, Justin was out. Oh, yeah, I know. Justin, I, I was out, man. Yeah, he, you I were like out. I naps. I don't snore. <laughs> <laughs> Colin knows I snore. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, he told me that yeah. <laughs> on the way in. I was like, oh, there's room in Justin's tent. He's like, Justin snores. Don't sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and so fun. you're supposed to keep that between us. <laughs> um, no, so we went in the first day. Uh, I'll, I'll summarize ours real quick, and then you guys can hit yours. Uh, we went in the first day. We went in way back. Uh, zigzag of roads. Saw a mix of sign along the way. I'd say bumped elk herd twice. 
and then got into what we thought was great. We we set up in like this little valley with essentially three different clear cuts. Uh, yeah, kind of into it a, a varying age. We could see what do we, we range the furthest one away to be like eight hundred yards. I th- I think there was one further than that. Yeah, maybe yeah. There was some over a thousand, but th- you could just see really far. Great visibility. There's a lot of green up in the uh, one. Got a little rain. We got, got a little, little rain. rain. We put up the tarp. Oh, we put God. up the. I love that tarp. Slumberjack tarp. The slumberjack tarp. Saw some new birds. Saw a lot of birds. <laughs> yes, we saw a lot of birds. Yeah. Uh, took naps and glassed and hung out and didn't see any bears. Uh, the first day. Over to you guys. I don't know. I slept. <laughs> Emily, Emily took naps. No, so we decided to after we right. We pretty much saw that elk herd right at the splitting point there, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much at the Y. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We all kind of sat down for a second. I was like, you know what? Ben said, hey, I haven't really been over that rise over there to the right. I said, well, okay, well, great. We will go. We kind of looked out on the map. Said, we'll go take that that side. And the road ended fairly quickly, but it did open up to a really, really big east-facing slope, which they say is money when it comes to spring bear. So we set up a really cool spot up in the uh, up in the trees and watched it. And if I was a betting man, I would have lost a lot of money. But <laughs> I... Early on, I thought I would have won all the money because it was a great spot. Um, didn't see anything, though. Got rained on a little bit. Yeah, shit. I thought a lot about you guys when it was raining because I was like, they don't have a tarp. They don't have a slumberjack tarp. <laughs> they don't have a slumberjack tarp. <laughs> we had a 200-foot pine tree. <laughs> yeah, 200-foot pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went out in the open. It actually worked out pretty well. We didn't. We were pretty comfortable. Ate yeah. some wild Zora foods. Uh, had actually a pretty relaxing afternoon. I... The spot that we were sitting, I could walk, I don't know, tenth of a mile back and glass a whole another area. So I, I kind of took turns like every 30 minutes I would walk back and hit an area. But relaxing afternoon, beautiful. And then uh, the death march started. Yeah, it was long. It was a long walk back. Um, oh, we saw a spotted owl. That was pretty cool. Oh, barred owl. A spotted owl. I don't know. It's barred. It's a barred owl. <laughs> Barn now. Bard. bard. Not barn. Bard. <laughs> Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you now? The bard owl. Barn. Bard. bard. It has bars on its wings, on its primaries. Bard owl. Bar owl. Bard. Bard. Oh, this is great. So we saw the owl. We renamed a road. Yeah, we named it. Owl Road. Owl Road. That was a pretty cool one. What was the other highlight we saw? We heard Ben's dying out <laughs> call for the first time. Oh, and we heard a, uh, a city grouse drumming. Oh, yeah, that was cool, too. The city yep, grouse, the I hadn't heard that stuff. before. Um, I was really nervous, so I I got new... I ordered boots uh, before. They were supposed to be on my house on Monday, and they didn't arrive, so I had to order another pair and have them sent to Ben's house, so... I've been in, like, new boots, but uh, uh, pretty awesome. But I was nervous the first day that I was going to end up super blistered and beat up, but I didn't. Yeah, when uh, when I got the boots in the mail an hour before you arrived, <laughs> and then I picked you up and you were like, I have blisters all over my feet already. It was like, Yeah, oh, from spearfishing the weekend. This is, prob- <laughs> this is probably going to be bad. No, they perform well. <laughs> but it ended up being fine. I'm excited. Uh any other any other special moments, highlights? No. It was a long first day. Yeah, the first day was long. I think we came back. We slept pretty well. That's when we ate the duck bites. It was my mistake. We I think know. day one was the first day we we kept to our wake-up plan. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. Where we got up at six. Hardcore. Get up at six. We're hammering it out. Hardcore got up at six. Uh, and then day two was like, we, we dubbed it Bears Are Lazy. And we decided to get up later. I'll say the birds wake up here extremely early. They do, yeah. So day two, rolling into day two. Um, plan's a little bit different. So I'll let you guys you guys hit yours first. Good. Mm, so we decided that there were no bears in the top, so we were going to stay in the bottom because that's where all the sign was, yep. <laughs> even though it was old. But we played the odds. And we hiked in, I don't know, three and a half miles. Day two was was supposed to be an easy day. That's yeah. Easy day. It was supposed to be a mile and a half. <laughs> it ended up being three that is and a half. Easy day. That's the easy day on the coast <laughs> Well, you know, when you go in thinking it's going to be a mile and a half and then it ends up being three and a half. It's a bit yeah. and a half. Yeah. It's a bit and a half. You didn't do a unit of measurement. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. We've... For, so for the listeners, we said, hey, we're going to go in because there, there was a lot of sign down low. Mm-hmm. You have to hike through the swamp to get there or the rainforest. And I said, Ben said, hey, there's this good spot, but this one road cuts up the hill. Do you remember that? I said, yes, I remember that. I said, how far was that? He said, about a mile and a half. <laughs> okay. He never said from what. <laughs> he did never That's say what from what. So anyway, so I legit marked it on the GPS, and me and Emily stopped at the mile and a half mark, and I looked up the hill, and I was staring up at just trees. And I said, that is not a road. Did you find the messed up old deer stand? Did not find that. Messed up old deer stand. There were but, two. There yeah. were two. We found, found a second, second one. one. Yeah. That one was more messed up. But we up. set up overlooking a kind of an open area and didn't see... Well, we saw a chipmunk mm-hmm. and an owl, another barred owl. Mm-hmm. Probably the same one following us. Yep. And that was... Barn owl. Bard. Bard. <laughs> Bard. We sat there for, I think... Seven <laughs> hours. Easy. Yes. Seven hours till I got extremely cold, mildly hypothermic, because it... We, we were soaked by the time we got there. Wet, sweating, then it cooled off. Got cold. Mm-hmm. We so, left. I'm getting real sick of this humid, hot, cold sensation. Oh, man, it's all day on. long. It's just coast up and down. Like the, it's <laughs> Welcome to Oregon. It's yeah. really obnoxious. Yeah, for real. <laughs> In Oklahoma, you're either cold or you're hot. Yeah. No, it's like throughout the day, um, definitely perfected my layering. I just mm-hmm. take all my clothes with me. and. It, but I still you know. have found ticks on me. Really? Yep. I, I, found, haven't, I, haven't, found one. I haven't found a single tick. Number two today. I haven't checked. <laughs> no, I mean like You know, if you don't crawling. check, you can't find them. So. It's true. It's true. If you don't sell, you have it lost. <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. think they've bit me. I've just found them crawling on me. <laughs> if you never go to the doctor, you're never sick. So. Exactly. Um, also on the second day... Uh, we are easy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's about it. We hike back. So, we didn't have back. an exciting day. Oh, our recap, easy day. Go ahead. recap yeah, our yeah. easy day. Uh, <laughs> we can. Ben drove us to another spot where he had a game camera set up, uh, which was on public land and all that. And uh, so we drove there, and I got a similar story, but it's, it's only about a mile and a half up. And so we started walking straight uphill. Uh, I said at the bottom, it's kind of steep. It's kind of steep. It's kind of <laughs> steep. <laughs> And it didn't seem so bad at first. Uh, we just kind of kept walking, but then slowly the trail gets narrower and narrower. More bushes are coming over into where the trail is. We end up having to kind of bushwhack our way through the trail. And uh, we're about, I think it was like two and three quarters of a mile in. Yeah. And I say, hey, no, Penn. we had 4.1 when we were back in the truck. I checked. This time was only a little bit off. But where did you okay. start the 4.1 so we from? So we were exactly. about two and a half miles in. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, hey, Ben, how much farther? And he said, oh, I don't know, like maybe a quarter mile. And then another mile goes by and we're still not at the game camera. Finally, we find the game camera. There are zero pictures on it. The There's last picture, picture. The last picture on it was Ben's face from when he installed it, by it. <laughs> three weeks ago. Um, so we ate lunch there and then walked back down. Didn't saw some bear signs, saw some mountain lion mountain sign, lion sign yeah. uh, which was pretty neat. And then um, we walked back down, went to a couple more spots. Oh, there. mushrooms! We found mushrooms every day. Oh yeah, oyster mushrooms. Oyster Lots mushrooms. Of mushrooms out here. Although um, I'm not a mushroom expert. Yeah. Uh, some people on the internet told me they were oysters. So <laughs> oh, they're fine then. It's fine. I think we're okay. We're good. We're good. One guy even said that uh, he ate some in the past week and hasn't died yet. Um, that's so that's, that's comforting. Okay. Uh, we went into a seaside town in Oregon. And then um, uh, we came back out and drove through some more state forest area. And look for some cutouts and clear cuts and all that, and still didn't see any bears, and then we came back. Caught a that nice sunset there. Caught a great nice. sunset. Yeah, um, it was a good sunset. And that was our easy day. All right, and then day three, then day three we were back at it again, refreshed, ready to go. Um, we went back out um, to the same same trail of land. We originally tried to go a different route because we picked another clear cut, which was a little bit to the west of where we'd been hunting before. So we tried to find a road uh, that wasn't there. So we went to Owl Road and we had been going right, but instead we went left and went up about a half a mile to try to find a spot where there was supposed to be a road that went <laughs> to it. There, in fact, was not a road. That's the uh, one of the major lessons of the coast range is uh, you... you really never know what a road is going to look like uh, yeah and a lot of times it's not a road at all <laughs> um so that's always fun on x is sometime near the x yeah and then, you know i don't i don't blame on x at all i no. think it's they're going off imagery yeah they're sat, whoever their satellite provider is oh, uh, there's a lot of stuff out here that's just oh who knows? And, well it's timberland maps. too so it, it, yeah it gets changed all the time mm-hmm so and, and when we when we had our split, so that one it was Ben, Colin, and I went, and then Emily went solo that day because mm-hmm. Ryan went in town in search of hot intel, uh, which he found, which we'll get to in a second. But um, yeah, we went up, found another awesome clear cut, and uh, pretty much repeated the same process, of, like setting setting on it, napping. Um, Colin went, Colin turkey hunted that day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's like, yep, that's it. Uh, that's all that happened. Did, didn't see any turkeys. Uh, turkey turkey saw, sign there. Saw plenty turkey, of turkey, turkey sign, sign yeah. some scat and some tracks. Uh, put out a couple locator calls here and there and a couple puts. puts. And uh, nothing. No turkeys. I'm going to take a gander good, and say that the turkeys in this area probably don't talk a lot. Because of the predators that are in this area. That's probably, it's probably a good assumption. Maybe. They the ones we saw on the way to the store this morning uh, <laughs> gobbled after every car honk we gave them. So. I got like seven. City birds are different than country birds. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, was my turkey hunting experience. <laughs> uh, I mean... Not to laugh at it, but we didn't have any better luck in the bear department that day either. No, um, yesterday fell right, though. Yeah, 
Like the, one, yesterday, one, I was like, closer. okay, we got it. I don't know about this caught the it. entire forest on fire with my jet boils. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look for that fun fact. Uh, fun featured film on. And what's even better is I have it on film. Yeah. Like completely on accident. It fell over and apparently jet boil is not supposed to be at a horizontal. No. <laughs> it's supposed to be vertical. So I picked it up and it was all on fire. There was quasi panic moment Ooh, by myself. Yeah. The film's quite interesting. Yeah. I got it out, though. We're good. Yeah. Nobody was... No forest fires. Harmed in the making of this film. Got to go use your water filter in the stream to refill your water. Oh, yeah. So I had dumped all my water out down the side of the mountain after my jet boil caught on fire and went and used a, what is it, Katydyne water filter. Mm -hmm. Went down and... Hiker Pro. Yeah. Got got some uh, filtered water out of the stream, which was nice. And then... uh, Is it refreshing? It, was, it tasted really great. The only reason I left, I had plenty, I had enough water to get back. But then I had a fiber problem. <laughs> right. I needed to leave. Wild Zora really yeah. packs that fiber in the breakfast. <laughs> breakfast has probably more fiber in it than I've ate in the last 10 years. What did, we ran out of water that day. Yeah, we ran out of water. We ran out of water. We had to walk back in the dark, which... I did not run out of water, just to be clear. (laughs) Correction, Justin and I ran out of water. I would have given you water if I knew that. We told you. We definitely (laughs) told you. He packed for 12 miles, so... (laughs) Did you tell me? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Or I, I definitely definitely <laughs> you guys water. I had like two water filters. You've had two pairs of gloves. I mean, I had my water filter time. on me. I wasn't worried. But yeah, we walked out in the dark. It was super dark. That was not cool. I didn't enjoy that at all. It was a long walk. We were like six miles. What? Oh yeah, we booked it down that hill too. We were. We all, did. We were what? How long did it take us to get there? It took us about three hours to get to the top. We got down in about an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> you ran. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, were moving. On. Then you guys ran into some people on motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Dirt bikes. Yeah, bikers yeah, came by. So we, we got up to the out. top of one of the clear cuts, and, and we were sitting there eating lunch, and we hear, like, man, in the background, like, way off. And I was like, that sounds like a motorcycle. And these guys are like, yeah, it does. It sounds like a dirt bike. And then we're like, and then it gets closer and closer and closer. And I see them like crest one of the hills and then go back down into a draw. And then they like come up right up to where we are. And the guy's like, well, hey, man. Oh, so sorry. So sorry Sorry about this. Sorry. It seemed like they were about 19, 20. So sorry, guys. Uh. Uh, we'll just go now. And then one of them kick-starts his motorcycle and rides off, and the other one can't get his... The other one had a little trouble. Started. He's like... Burr, burr, and he, like, walks it on his tippy-toes down yeah. the bottom of the hill, and then kick-starts it and drives away. <laughs> Which is all no... It's non-motorized accent, yeah. so yeah, that's not obnoxious. Be there at all. Yeah, because it's like it's checkerboard of lumber company land and BLM land, and on the BLM land, you're not supposed to have motorized vehicles. Even if they did have permission to be on the timberland, it's like those roads run together. Yeah. And then I ran into some horseback riders that said they hadn't seen a bear for six months. <laughs> well, <it's> funny enough, <laughs> like cool. she's like, we ride this all the time. We haven't seen nothing. You saw a bear sign? Really? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. We thought that area was pretty much blown out at that point. Yeah. And then we hunted it anyway. <laughs> so then Ryan we goes to town, yeah. sweet talks a guide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Ryan, let's hear your story. What so, do you do on day three? So I I went into town to, to get service, and I had one plan to drive into Eugene and go to a shop and try to get some, some up-to-date, this local, different intel, just anything. Um, and I'm making a couple phone calls and realized it would have been a waste of time to go to the shop I was going to go to because they weren't very helpful over the phone. And then so I just randomly called... Um, a bear hunting guide for this area and talked to a guy named Mike from Upfront Outfitters. And he was like, hey, man, yeah, I'll help you out. Here's some pins. And uh, after some back and forth a little bit, we got down to it, and he sent uh, me three Onyx pins where we're sitting at right now, which one of them. Um, said he'd seen and taken some bears with some clients last week from this area. So I said, hey, how about? Uh, I go down there and check it out. So I came out here last night while everybody was speed hiking off the mountain and catching the forest on fire and dealing with motorcyclists and horses. And I kind of drove there. I have a nice nice little stroll. Yeah. So I kind (laughs) of parked actually right here where we're sitting and walked in, I don't know, half a mile or so and looked at it and go, you know what? This is just completely different terrain. Be a good change of scenery. Mm -hmm. Why not? And so here we are. Freezing to death doing this podcast. We aren't, it, it is cooler. <laughs> it's cold here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we are a thousand feet higher than we were at. Almost yeah, exactly a thousand feet no higher. We're at seventeen hundred feet right here. All right, so uh, we broke camp this morning and headed over here. So this is day four now. Uh, headed over here and basically after a stop in town resupply, we set up camp here and off we went. Um, uh, we split up again, probably the last time we split up. Well, yeah, because they're leaving and you guys will yep. be with me. We're stuck with you tomorrow. Yep. Forever. Um, Your babysitters are leaving. So we went, we, we chose this clear cut on the opposite side. Ryan showed us, uh, that was an, another pen that he, uh, the, the guide recommended. So we went over there to that spot. It was about three quarters of a mile hike in. There were some switchbacks and a clear cut. Uh, looked like it probably been cut. I'd say what five years ago. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not <laughs> good at it. I'm, I'm not going to pretend. That isn't good at estimating. Small, about a year and a half trees. <laughs> the trees were about this high. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's probably less than ten years ago. It was cut. No, no. <laughs> what? Just yeah, the four foot high trees, two foot high trees. Yeah, they were like three more than. Well, I don't know. They were less than ten years. Depends on where you looked at them. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was cut at some point. Anyway, so we <laughs> so we went there, and uh, we, we traveled down a series of the switchbacks till we figured out where where we were gonna sit. And we posted up, and this was like, what? What did I say? One o'clock? No, eleven. We got over there. No, no, we got no, over there at one thirty. One, yeah, one thirty. One thirty. So we sat there and uh, picked out our little spot. We all had a series of naps. Uh, it's a common theme. As is tradition. Spring bear naps. And then um, I woke up from my nap and I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab a cup of coffee. I'm going to pull out the Jet Boy and make a cup of coffee. And Ben, uh, the series I've seen Ben throughout this entire trip was like, bear, bear, <laughs> bear. So then, we're, uh, then we saw a bear. So we saw a bear at 355. 355. 355. Something like that. No, it was more than that. I 380. Like I 380. It was, like 380. It was 385. 
So three eighty five. Um, broadside for like a split second. Not briefly, yeah. Briefly, we, I didn't. I don't think we saw the whole bear for more than a half a second. No, I didn't feel comfortable taking a shot. So Ben and I booked it down there. Uh, literally, like, you know how people go through switchbacks. Normally, you follow the trail and do that, and then there's always a sign posted that says, "Don't cut switchbacks." Well, Ben and I cut them all on the way down. Slid at some points. Moved. But anyway, we scooted way down there. And at the time, Colin stayed at the top uh, and was giving hand signals to us at the the movement of our progress on this bear. Trying to, at least. Yeah. We, we had to work on our... We got a little mixed up. <laughs> yeah, we had to work on our signals. They all made sense to me. <laughs> at one point, we thought he was talking about deer. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was talking about deer. He's doing like the international symbol for deer, making little antlers on his head. And no, I was there's like, "There's no other way to make a bear symbol with your hands." Like, <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no, that's definitely like it, it's, it's, it's a bear. Animal, I mean, what it's it's animal." It seemed like you two were more in tune. Yeah. I, I was looking up there, was which like, you were the one watching. <laughs> You're like, "I think he thinks the bear went that way." <laughs> I was like, "That sounds reasonable." <laughs> so anyway, we we set up. Um, we set up probably 150 yards from the spot where we originally saw the bear. We never saw this bear again, bear number one. We um, might have seen him again. Maybe. We're not sure. That part's debatable, but uh, <laughs> we sat there for a bit, and then actually Colin came down, brought us water because we pulled a rookie move and left our packs at the top. Cause we were so excited. We are very excited. Yeah, very excited. Um, I also never made coffee in that moment. Uh, then we sat down there, all three of us. So we all three sat down there for probably about 15 minutes and then, uh, realized that the wind was doing swirly stuff and blowing stuff downhill and uphill and we didn't want to blow out the spot. We knew we never spooked the bear because he never like crashed through the, the bottom, the swamp. They call them swamps in Oregon. They're not really like swamps you think in the Southeast, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Still a swamp. Uh, okay. Um. So then, then we uh we made a, a unified decision that we should probably go back up to the top to our our high spot uh, where the wind was more steady coming up from the bottom to the top, so that way we weren't flooding our scent down into the the bottom where we saw the bear. So then we got up there and what probably. It took us an hour to get down there, Ben and I, as we moved slowly and quickly and slowly and quickly and slowly and quickly. Uh, at one point, he told me to go slower. Uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of man to Justin's move down a big range. Guy, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like go a little slower, and then he's like, okay, and then we just go kind of the same pace. But <laughs> we're, took us, we're pretty excited. It took us probably twenty or thirty minutes to get back up to the top. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, like round trip is probably two hours. Um, then we get back up, set up again. Uh, ben scrambled up the side of the mountain. I don't know how you did that. Colin and I walked up the road. <laughs> yep. And uh, we got back strange. up there, made dinner, uh, chilled out for a bit, had some snacks. I made some coffee. And I was like halfway through my coffee when <laughs> I was halfway through my coffee when all of a sudden Ben's like, Bear, there's another bear. And uh, you saw a bear more forward out in the open than I did. Mm-hmm. So I saw a bear in the brush line, like 
deeper end of the tree line. Yeah. We think we saw it, and then it went back into the tree line. Yeah. At first, I thought it was two bears, which was really exciting, but I yep. don't think that's what happened. And I think it. I think there's a good chance it was the bear that we saw earlier, just because it went back in where it popped out pretty much almost exactly. Yeah. But we don't really know. Could have been a third bear. Well, it would have been a second, second bear. bear second bear at that point. Oh, I ruined the, ruined the story. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Uh, so that was bear two. Uh, not enough time to even get the scope on it um, or range it. I mean, we knew the range already, but not, not enough time to get a gun on it. And it was gone. I watched it, like, go into the, the thicket. So then uh, after that excitement wore off, we were just sitting around again. And uh, this time we were like, hey, we should take some pictures. It's a beautiful sunset. We're, you know, doing a social media thing, trying to... Work on all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, Ben's like, "Bear, bear, bear!" There's a bear, and I like glance over, and with the naked eye, down in now at this point, the far left corner of where we're looking at, uh, in a little bottom, about 500 yards. Yeah, which we didn't really. It didn't look like it was 500 yards away, so we just assumed it was probably equal distance. Um, but we had talked strategies prior to that of like coming out tomorrow or going out tomorrow and uh hitting that same spot and basically like pushing further down and setting up in some strategic areas and one of the spots we identified was directly in line with where we saw this bear so this time we did barrel down the side this of the time we, we were down yeah in like probably 10 minutes yeah i slid down a good patch of dirt probably like 10 feet with our packs with time. our packs we grabbed <laughs> our packs um Colin still stayed up top. Was we'd synced our signals. Very like, good aircraft air traffic <laughs> control. <laughs> like, Much more intense and clear. <laughs> we we had played pro calls involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a real auditory and visual experience. So. <laughs> um, but we planned this one out. We got we got down really well. Uh, we got onto the bear, and. Like I said, the distance was a little bit deceiving. So when we initially got set up, the bear was at 287 yards, but only turn. It, it was like quartering us, like moving kind of close. Colin hit the crow call to try to get our attention because, like, in the moment we set up, he also lost visual of it, and he didn't realize we had we had acquired it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. So both of you guys paused before. There's like a little bump right above the the ridge where it ends up dropping off. So if you can picture it, there's like the ridge where Ben and Justin were, and then there's a deep valley, and then there's the ridge where this bear was. And so there's like a little bump with a stump, and I didn't run that on purpose, but uh, they paused before going up to that stump, and I was just like cursing to myself. I was like, you guys got to hurry up, hurry up, because this bear is heading down the hill. Uh, so when they got up there, I had already lost sight of the bear, um, and they set up, and Justin had his rifle out, and Ben, you had your rifle out too, right, on the stump? Yeah, I had it out just, just in case. Right. Kinda, and so I thought wonky happened. either it ran off and you guys couldn't see it, or maybe there was like a blind spot that it was behind now. Um, I had no idea that you guys actually had it in your sights and you could see it, so that's why I gave the crow call to try and get your attention and tell you to go down yeah. to the left uh, with the last the direction I saw it going. Um, 
But it was yeah. good because the so we had we had the bear. The bear had uh, we watched it go into a little bit of a thicket and then come back out. And this was at two hundred and eighty yards. Something like that. Yeah. So the bear went into a little thicket and then popped back out and was actually kinda headed towards us. And Yeah, it it, it seemed like uh it seemed like it knew something was up where we were because I, I had glass on him and he was looking kind of right at us, um, you know, and then it seemed like he wanted to get a little bit closer. So he got like maybe 15 yards closer to get like a clear look in our direction. And um, that was when there was a, you know, maybe a second uh, where Justin could have shot, but didn't feel right. Um, no. Nope. I don't blame him. It was super quick. Um, and I, I don't think we spooked him either. I think he just kind of, he just had that like, uh, something's not right yeah. kind of thing kind of feel where he just uh just kind of went back down into the into the coast range version of a swamp but <laughs> <laughs> thanks that's a good description the coast range swamp but he also he's he, still a swamp the he, crs <laughs> he bumped an elk yeah and he bumped an elk which is really cool and i was kind of surprised that the elk was just sitting that tight on a bear but well, and then we realized, like, simultaneously, so we decided to pull back a little bit and work our way around to the left to see if we could further catch the bear's movement. And when we did that, we realized that in that location, there's, like, a small pond. Yeah. And from where we were sitting earlier, in all the different spots, you couldn't see it, but you couldn't see it because it was completely grown over with, like, moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, water moss, not, like, land moss. Um but yeah, I, I think that's a draw for the animals. It's probably why the elk was sitting there. It's probably why we've seen two point five or two to three bears there. Saw a lot of deer. A lot tracks. of deer sign. And, and a deer too, right? We bumped yep, a deer. Yeah, we bumped a deer. Yep. Uh so there's a little water source in, in an otherwise probably a pretty arid location. But um you know, long story short, like we, we never I never took a shot on it. I, I didn't feel comfortable doing it there were multiple thoughts running through my head one was the fact that it was just a brief moment uh that i had a clear shot uh at a distance that i wasn't quite okay with given the time and then the time of day too like it it was near sunset so we would have been chasing the bear in the dark yeah it was like i think seven minutes before sunset or something it was really it was really pretty close close i was i was getting a little worried just about I couldn't see you guys anymore and what was going on down there and it was getting dark and it was getting cold really quickly. So we we made the I think probably the best call we could make and uh we we went back up and met up with Colin and, and just kinda headed out and we're headed back down there in the morning. These two gents are leaving to go do their various jobs and live their lives and uh Emily and Ryan and I are gonna go back to uh to that spot. But uh yeah so like I said, I wanted to close out, uh, at least summarize our trip with with both Colin and Ben here, and then uh, we'll we'll do an addendum here in the next day or two, uh, as as we finish out the last two days of our hunt. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. This is, this has been a great trip, so I'm really glad everybody got to make it out here. Finally got to meet Ben. Finally got to meet Ryan and Emily. Um, I'm looking forward to the next time we can do something like this. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Really awesome, a lot of laughs. Um, just to be clear, we only did eight miles a day, which is not that much. <laughs> we, well, that's the average. The average, yeah. Yeah, because one day we only did like, <laughs> we did like six four today. <laughs> yeah, 
which yeah. is fair, I think. Just saying. But um, that's the coast range. But we were doing a thousand feet elevation every day. Yeah. It's not okay. too bad for the coast range. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's been a great trip. A lot of fun. Uh, glad that we had a few encounters tonight. It was getting a little, you know, like, okay, where are these things? But I, I thought it was interesting that <clears throat> in the places that we saw a lot of sign, like the first three days, we didn't see any bears. But I don't think we saw any bear sign today. Yeah. No, no. And then we saw three at the bottom. So maybe I don't, it's down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're it up. started at the bottom. I don't think they're up the, here. the clear the clear cuts, like in, in like the center of the clear cut. Hanging no, out. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. just dipping in and out. Yep. That could be time of year. It's all of our first times doing this. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, honestly. not too bad. Each day is a good progression. So yeah. hopefully tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all soon. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we're... I told you in the previous moments ahead of this that we were going to give you a concluder uh, as to what happened at the end of our trip. It is now day six, the end of our trip, the very last moment. As a matter of fact, in less than 10 hours, I will be getting on an airplane and going back to the Sunshine State. But uh, now I have with me Ryan and Emily. Uh, As I said, the rest of the guys, uh, both Ben and Colin, departed. And then uh, I spent the day hunting with Ryan and Emily yesterday. And then... Today we were hanging out together. We just had dinner with Ben, and uh, we're we're getting ready to depart. They're leaving as well in the morning, but we wanted to run you through our last like day and a half because it was uh, rather eventful and rather epic, and kind of my opinion seals the deal on the entire trip. So we talk about progression a lot, and progression meaning you go through stages, and you come through like, hey, we're going to a brand new place we've never hunted here, to like little small victories. You know, everybody wants to come out first day, shoot the animal they're intended to shoot, and like, boom, mission accomplished. But not always that way. More likely than not, the opposite of you're putting in sweat, blood, and tears in order to get there. And I think we did that. So, um, I'll let you guys uh, hop in, and and if you want to talk about kind of the morning, uh, our strategy, and then where we we moved to. Yeah, so... I think I said earlier uh, when we were recording that, in my opinion, and how I viewed it, it was, and you nailed it, um, it, was a, it was a series of progressive learning steps. Every day I learned something, and we built on that to the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my first big public land hunt, big, big country. You know, they, they say big country. It was massive country. Um, Huge. You could see Huge. miles and miles and miles. Um and my first western hunt, big big game western hunt. Yeah, it was like sixty two thousand acres. So, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. The place we we ended up last was a lot. Yeah, it was huge, and we got some good intel from a local source. Didn't quite tell us, hey, this is where you need to go. Basically, said, hey, this is not a bad place to start. 
gave us a couple different starting points. So that first day, just to kind of recap really, really quickly, um, Ben Collin and yourself went to the basically west end of the property. Mm-hmm. And Emily and I went to the east end just to kind of divide the forces, um, kind of get a little scouting mission since we are on a new piece of property. Emily set up on a glassing point. I pushed about four miles into the east. Great country. Didn't see a thing. Yeah. Uh, put a lot of put a lot of miles under the feet. Um, it came back, but that's when you guys had seen those three bears. Yep. Two and a half bears. Two point five. Two point five bears. <laughs> um, so our strategy, since Ben and Colin had to leave, was to go back, just playing the odds because it was coming down to the last day. Yep. Hey, well, they yeah. they at least saw bears there, so not a bad place to maybe let's just go sit and hang out. Um, so that was our game plan just to go take the gear. And, um, we actually, that morning drove around a little bit. I was trying to find uh, access point to the backside of the property where I'd walked the day before it was gated. So we ended up, um, at the place we affectionately call, I think the switchbacks, um, you guys saw the, the switchbacks bear- and Ryan swamp, and Ryan swamp. <laughs> it's not because I'm Steve. Um, that's it. Anyway, and so that was kind of the game plan. And but you guys had seen bears fairly early, I think, in the day. Yeah, so 4, 4 p.m., 7 p.m., and 8 p.m. And last shooting light is right around 9 p.m. Yep, 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 yep. So it's pre- 4 gets, is very early. Yeah, and but it was hot. So when we, we went back out, so I think a couple different weather variables that, that are mentionable. One... When we sat there the day before, constantly all day, because we got there at one, the the wind was out of the bottom, in our face, uh, going up the switchbacks, so up the ridge. Uh, we, we were looking for bears at the bottom. And it was colder. It was cooler, overcast. Yeah. We got a little bit of rain. And then when we sat there, going back out the same morning, we went out earlier. We were there by 11. And the wind was just doing all kinds of swirly, squirrely, bad stuff. It not was, in our favor. Not in our favor. It was it was coming east to west. It was coming north to south. It was coming up up the basin, down the basin. It, it was just all over. It was very, very frustrating because just when I think I did my my uh, wind indicator and I'd give it a little puff and it you know it'd be like swirl and blow down and then like 10 minutes later it's like i'd hit it again and it'd be blowing up up from the bottom and i'm like oh perfect cool and then another 20 minutes it'd be blowing like east to west like it, i don't know it was anyway. all over the place it was unpredictable it was. it was giving me anxiety because the whole time i'm thinking there's a bear right down there in the trees just waiting to come out and then our scent is yep. getting just jammed up its nose your anxiety was bad the entire time yeah, less. Day. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it, uh, like arguably, we we had budgeted uh, six days of hunting, and in day five is like kind of your last last chance to close the day five to pull the trigger, and then day six is really like an admin day where you're tying up loose ends, doing all that other stuff. So uh, there's, I mean, I'd honestly kind of like give my hands. I was there for moral support. Yeah, it was us uh, like at this point. Hell Mary. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> to reference our earlier Ocala Hail Mary full of gobbles. That's right. One one last shot at it. So we were there, though. Um, I started getting more nervous as the day went by and it got later, and we, we ticked that 4 p.m. mark, and we ticked that 7 p.m. mark. And then about 8, 8.30, mm-hmm. I was setting up 
for a beautiful sunset time lapse, uh, you know, to close out the day. And uh, then I look over in the timber line. Next ridge over, there's like a green plateau. And there's a black dot in this green plateau. There had been a black dot, but now there's two. Yeah, and so there was one black dot that was a stump, and I was like... And it was a long ways away. Yeah, like, it ranged at 800 and... 733. 733. So it's yeah. a, a long way. So no, I, 733 p.m. Oh, 7.33 p.m. Yeah, it was over 800 yards. Over 800 yards. Yeah. So, I was like, hey, guys, is that a bear? Just, like, real nonchalant. Yeah, because, you know, that's me. And it was, in fact, a bear. It was a big bear. It was, it was a big very bear. very big bear. It looked very large at 800 yards. Yes. And, and there was a very specific indicator on this bear. Yeah, he had apparently his left rumpus... His left hindquarter, he had been rubbing on a tree or mm-hmm. rubbing on something. It was kind of had a little grayish spot. You know, at 800 yards, it's kind of hard to tell what it is, but it's what it appeared to be. It was kind of a little, not a bald spot, but just uh, he was thinning. And then what happened? So he gets spooked. So we're all kind of set up, and we're kind of discussing, hey, do we want to do this right now? Do we want to move forward? Yeah. yeah do, we want, do we want to get up and move around, try to get on the road? Which would have taken us probably about 45 minutes, an hour to get around. Yeah. And we only broken. had an hour of light left. Yeah. And he was moving. He was actively feeding. And then he spooks. Um, Bus brush, like hard. Yeah, he takes off running. Down the mountain. Yeah, now I mean, that, that I don't. I guess that's a drainage that was there, but that was a vertical drainage. And he yep. just disappears, but you could hear, I mean, we're 800 yards away and you could hear brush busting and trees snapping and... So we're like, it was pretty quiet. We're, yeah, so we're, yeah, the wind had laid a little bit. And so, so we were like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, and we were like, okay. He's kind of like chalk it up. Chalk it up is a learning experience. At least we saw a bear. Yeah, yep. we, Ryan and I hadn't seen a bear up to this point, so yep. we were just excited at that point to see a bear. So then uh, we just kind of wrote it off because he was gone. We are like, uh, yeah. no, nowhere. It's a, it's a big green area. Yeah, we glassed. We could yep. kind of see Sometimes, sometimes not, and it was like, meh. And I thought I was on him, and what I was looking at was not him. It was a nice shadow. Yeah. It was a or black, a stump. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a lot of burnt stumps in this area. There are rock bears and stump bears out there. Yeah, stump bears. It was like 15 minutes later. Yep. And Justin's still messing around. I had pulled up, I had pulled up my binos and glassed right at the very bottom of this basin, and I saw in my head, I saw something black move just for a second, but immediately dismissed it because I had been seeing something black move for the last nine hours. <laughs> and so I just... You're, it's, you're a little uh, calorie deficient. Yeah. Was a little, little ca- heat exhaustion. Yeah. And so I, I immediately brushed it off, literally. Um, and I kind of looked another place and... And then I was fiddling with my camera again. Uh, like he does. Just standing up, <laughs> doing whatever... And I looked down in the very same place that we saw the last bear, the th- the third bear of the day before, down by where there was the swamp that I mentioned previously, um, when I admitted there are, in fact, swamps in Oregon. So there was a bear there, walking. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, there's a bear over there. He was like, hey, bear. Hey, there's a bear. Hey, bear. So, um, but then it was like a spring of motion and we were getting cameras set up and getting on binos and rifles and all this other stuff. And you guys can tell the story much more vividly than I can. He was moving pretty quickly. Yeah. He was not giving us on the range. The range was changing pretty quickly. 
Um, he was probably moving, I think the first time I hit him, he was at like 525, then it was 535, then it was 540. He wasn't stopping, and he was behind a bunch of stuff, and it was like, we're going to lose him quick. Yeah, he was going behind what we now know are trees, legit trees, not bushes, which appeared to be, we kept saying, I think in the video it's going to say, hey, he's behind that bush. Not bush. Yeah, you know, they're like six foot six foot tall trees. Um, so I finally get a nut. I finally range him at 540. I range him again at 542. I hit him again just a few seconds later, once again at 542. So he's feeding left to right, but he's not, the distance hasn't changed. So I was able to get a, a pretty solid dope reading on him. Um, talked to my spotter who was Emily. I was shooting a Bagara HMR Pro 300 PRC. She was my backup shooter with. Which weighs 20 pounds. It's a heavy gun. <laughs> it's a heavy gun. Um, she was shooting a Remington Magpul Enhanced 6.5 Creedmoor, and it was pretty quick. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was getting ready to go behind the tree, and I was just like going hot, and just let one rip. Pow! Yeah. Um, good thing about suppressors, you can usually hear impacts, which I did not hear. All I heard Emily say was, impact, and I think you said he's down. Yeah, he's down. I saw him go down in the binos, because I was, I don't... I don't have a rifle. That, well, my rifle can shoot that far. I don't know how to shoot that far. So, <laughs> but he but he fell. He f- he went down and Ryan, then he, yeah. Ryan shoots. I heard impact and I watched him fall. So I holler impact. Yep. And then he like many bears do. Uh, I don't know if it's a blood pressure thing or if it's just a natural reaction, but they drop and then all of a sudden starts moving again. I hear Emily go hot. I hear boom. I hear bow. Bow. I hear impact. He goes down again. And then he kind of moves again, so I sent another one. Ba-pow! See? There he is. Another. You, sh- you should look. This is great. You should just, every time we say it, just awesome. Um, anyways. So we shoot three times. Third impact. You shoot twice. I shoot once. Yep. And All hits. All hits. And then he is stationary. Yes. Yep. See the bear roll like mine did in Canada. So I'm like, he's down. He's not moving. But then the shadows start moving in because it's getting later. And I'm looking through the scope, and I was like, yeah, he's still on. And while I'm watching through the scope, Ryan and Justin are dumping gear out of their packs and getting ready to No, Ryan's dumping gear out of his packs. Justin somehow <laughs> already had his pack on. I leapt into my pack. Yeah, yes. he jumped in his pack, and, and he's like, like let's go. you ready to go down the mountain? I said, no, I need to dump my gear. I don't know what's happening. Okay, let's go. And I was like, do you want to go around and down on the switchbacks, or do you want to go down? Like, straight down the face, which, as as you recall, I've at this point... You've this, already done. I've done twice. This will be my third run down, and he's like, let's go down. And so I was like, cool, I got a nice deer trail I found. <laughs> <laughs> so we find said deer trail, and then we find the Justin well, trail. Before that... They dump gear. We make a quick plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is important. Yeah, make a quick plan that I stay up top. Ryan dumps all his gear. I'm going to throw all his gear in my pack. He has his spotting scope, the Cope Flager, tripod, my gun, all his gear. And I am going to pack it all in mine and just meet them at the road and yep. why they go down. Because keep in mind, this is probably an important segment, just a little... The bear that we shot um, did not appear to be a huge bear. It no. Appeared, no. appeared to be it, it was average. An average, an average bear, adult bear, legal bear. Um, no, no, or no cubs with it. I kind of assumed in my head that it was a legal, sow. average sow, yeah. just by the way it looked going up the hill. 
So we said, hey, we both had meat shelves in our packs. We're just going to dump our gear, empty packs, go down. Little 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 whittle oh, it away. But I didn't I didn't dump my gear. I still had all yeah, my stuff in my said, bag. I dumped everything. Which because we were just going to go down and carry the thing back up. Yeah, because it was going to be like a two hundred pound sow. Yeah, we we were expecting super simple, like down and up. So, all right, to put it into reference geographically, so we are sitting from our spotting location from the previous day. There's a couple ridges in front of us and then a bottom area, which we had been watching and seeing the other previous bears. We just kind of assumed that whole area was just a big, flat, open mass of space with spotted with shrubbery. Twas not. Twas not. Uh, and once Ryan and I scrambled down there, it took us probably like 15 minutes to get down there. Yeah. We was... were scooting. Scooting because we're, ch- we're, we're racing the clock with the sun, and we want to get eyes on the bear before the sun sets. So it's like a little heightened, heightened uh, I won't say stressful, but very focused attention to get there in an adequate amount of time. Yep. Very mission focused on yep. getting there. Because trying to find a furry black object in a space where there's no other light than two headlamps is, is very challenging. So we, we beat feet. Yep. So we got there. The ridge above the swamp, Ryan's swamp, and uh, it's not because he's stinky. <laughs> um, because I stepped in the swamp. Yeah, so we see the bear. Yeah, we catch movement. We're like, where's the bear? He was right here in about that time. I caught, see, yeah, we caught movement. Yeah, I see a claw, an arm, like, extend up partially out of the swamp and, like, grab this log, claws into it, like, pulling itself up from in the water on the side of this log. And uh, it, it was miraculously still alive. I guess, I don't know, miraculously. Yeah, Unfortunately, he, still. Yep. But the shots were pretty Shot good was, shots. Yeah, in yep. the post-mortem, so, good shots. We, yeah, we, we later learned where the shot placements were, and they were all good shots. And just shows you, I, I think bears are incredible animals. Oh, like, yeah. The ability to, to do what they do and, and live in the environments they live in and the strength and stamina and endurance and all those things. So, needless to say, the bear is waist deep in the, uh, if bears have waists. <laughs> it was mid-torso deep. Yeah. In the in the swamp water, hang, like, grabbing a log. Um, and then Ryan puts another shot in and Pa-plow! And then what happens? And then he, he, he dies. dies. No, your face. Oh, yeah, I totally scoped myself. Oh, yes. And I, I knew, I had a feeling, because I had, there was no eye relief. I just, it was a, it was more just a point shot. It was an instinct shot. I saw him move. We were, it was kind of on a fairly steep. St- yeah, <laughs> fairly we were probably steep. 75 yards. 75 yeah, to 100 yards. I had one leg, half a log, one leg under a log, and I just ripped it up and ripped one. Totally scoped myself. Not not ideal. No, I knew as soon as I pulled the trigger, I was like, hey, I had to scope. I mean, it was instant. Yeah. Um, Laid your eye open. Yeah, yeah, cut me open pretty good. But he was, then... He was bleeding. I was bleeding. Uh, but no more movement from Mr. Bear. Nope, then we get over there and we do the old safety check to make sure he's good to go. And then... We realize... Sorry. No, go we ahead. We realize immediately, walking up, that this was not an average size sow. This nope. was a massive boar. And yep. I mean... Brute. Big. Big, big, big. Um... And I, in my head, I, and I, when the film comes out, uh, you'll see me, I, I, I look, yeah, I look back at Justin (laughs) and I say, this is a really big bear or something like that. And I, in my head, I remembered when Emily shot her bear in Canada, how much 
of a pain that was with like four of us dragging it with a strap to a truck that was a quarter mile away. Not even that. Yeah. Not in a swamp and not at the bottom of a mountain. Yeah. So we then formulate a plan because we have to get the bear out of the water. And in the film, you'll hear me say, too, like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, to top off the boondoggle of the adventure we've had in the black bear boondoggle, uh, we now are trying to fish this black bear out of this swamp. Like, the black bear brute out of this swamp. Yeah. And uh, we did it, though. I mean, we drug him. We only had to move him uh, six or seven feet. Over a beaver dam. Over a beaver dam. And into a flat spot where we could start working on him. And it took us 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of like, one, two, three, pull. One, two, three, pull. One, two, three, pull. One, two, three, come over on this side. Pull. Yeah, like, (laughs) grab its ear, not his paw. All right, that's good. No, like, let's try the back legs. Let's roll him. Like, it was a lot of coordination. Ryan fell in the swamp a couple times. did. Uh, I think I fell in once. My foot went into the beaver dam, like, inside of it. It's a wonder I didn't get a toe lopped off by a beaver, but... Um, nonetheless, we got it there and, and the work commenced and dark rolled in. And I think that was it. We started working at nine thirty. Yep. And, um, we finished, we realized what we were into at some point. Like, all right. Well, let me interrupt. Oh yeah. So I have all this heavy gear now in my pack and I have the Cope Flager tripod and the spotting scope and my gun, which is way more gear than I packed in. And you guys wanted to meet me at the bottom of the road. So I moved my gear about half so half a mile. The bottom of the road, like on the switchbacks, midway up the switchbacks, not the bottom of the road where we're at, which is like the end. Right. Yeah. So the bottom of the switchback where we went in, I had moved that gear half a mile and I was hot, very hot. I was sweating but it was cold and we had no comms and we had made the decision to me meet y'all at the bottom of the road. And I was like sitting on the top of the mountain with a light jacket on and it started getting cold. I was like, there's no way. And our water was very low at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, We were, we were being going. You had what? You had a, I had like a quarter of an algae when we started the trek down. Yeah, and I had a half a liter. Yep. Um, and I had probably half a liter in my bag. And I'm sitting at the top by myself, and I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to either freeze to death, or I'm going to, like, hypothermic, mm-hmm. because I don't have any water. And so I'm, like, sitting there, and I have to make the decision, like, okay, so every survival instinct that I have is that I need to wait here for them but I don't know how long it's going to be. I need to get back to the truck. You had no you had no idea. You had no sit rep of what we had going on. Down Correct. There. I had no idea what was happening. No no cell phone signals. Uh, we had the Garmin in reach with us, which could text, but you didn't, weren't able to receive it Correct. at our, our lookout position. So I finally made the decision. I'm like, I'm going to holler at them because we're within screaming distance, and hopefully they understand what I'm saying, that I need to go back to the truck, which is a mile and a half away. And so I start hollering, like, I'm going to the truck. And Ryan keeps screaming at me, what? Like, four different times. I was like, he's just screwing with me at this point. But he couldn't hear me because the frogs were so loud. We were in, so, put it in perspective, 500 yards up the side of the canyon, you can hear how loud, you can hear the frogs in the swamp. Yes. We were 10 feet from the frogs, and these things had megaphones. (laughs) 
and super loud. Every time Emily was saying, I'm going to the truck, they would light up. I had no idea what she was saying. So I'm trying to coordinate between Frogs and Emily. Um, finally, we get, okay, I'm going to the truck. Got it. Cool. Um, we went back to Woodland. Um, finally started getting it done. And um, then we threw in our packs. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, so there was a lot of hay bears in there because we, oh, were, yeah. we were also very concerned about. The, the other predators. The other predators in the area, which are known because the previous day we'd seen more than one bear, 2.5. And it's mountain lion country. And it's mountain lion country. And, and there's coyotes. Animal. And we have a giant dead animal that smells like blood. Uh, so we opted. Which you guys did not gut it. That's what I was, I was about to say. So we, we, we skinned it and we pulled all the quarters off, all the rib meat, the... Um, the neck, loins, neck the neck meat, pretty much every every good meat. So we learned, this is a, another very important point, is we learned the where the shot placements were as we were skinning it. Yep. Um, so he had one, and I'm, we're pretty sure it's probably the first one. It threw the neck and broke the back of his skull. Uh, I've, never, I've never seen, and that was with 300 PRC, I've never seen an animal take a hit like that and live. That should have broke his neck, but we learned later it was not broken because we had to break it to get the head off. It was the, yeah. the bone was intact. It had just broke his skull, uh, probably back of the jawbone there. Yep. Um, and then we had one that was a spine shot. I'm assuming that was when he, second. Yeah, when he was rolling, that was probably Emily's because he was moving around a bunch. And then we had that third one through the, the fusion center. Uh, Steam room, pump house, right in the midsection of him. Nuclear reactor. Uh, so anyway, it like uh, I mean, you can't tell if it's long or hard or gut. Like we couldn't, but we knew it was punctured there. So we had concerns: one being, two that there were par- portions of the meat that were in- invariably spoiled, uh, due to just the amount of time it was exposed and being underwater, being in the water, and yeah. then also. Um, man, I just lost my train of thought. No, so uh, we had concerns about that. So, like, we didn't gut it. We chose not to gut it, one, because of predators, and two, because we knew that the guts, guts were all busted up inside. So we opted to just go with the quarter method. Yep. So we just quartered out, got as much meat as we could off the outside of the carcass, and loaded everything into game bags. And it's important, I think, to to note here that we didn't make. We made the decision there. I made the decision there that it, because it was such a big bear, that I was going to keep the hide and the head, and the skull to have a mountain. Yep. That was not in the plans to go down there. And I can tell you now that a wet bear hide of that size and skull is just shy of a hundred pounds. So then we loaded up um, what what we could in our packs uh, using the meat shelf, your pack. My pack as well with the extra gear that was in there, and we started our trek. And I think we were a little bold in our assessment. <laughs> yeah, we were um, a little ambitious on yeah. the loading. So we made it about 50 yards, uh, and this was 50, I'll say 45-degree slope. Before that, we stashed two bags off We stashed trees. two bags in the trees, and then we started going up the hill uh, at the very, very bottom. And so, mind you, we have... No water. Well, minimal water because I hadn't touched mine because I knew we That's had. That's right. I was I was dry. Yep. 
Um, I, but I knew we we had to get two and a half miles. I think is what it is. Yeah, from the very bottom. From the very very bottom yeah. two and a half to the to the truck, and it's an elevation gain of about seven hundred eight hundred feet. Yep. Um, so we had to get up there, and now it's eleven o'clock at night, yep. and we're operating on headlamps. The switchbacks where we where we shot from or where they shot from and where we were observing from, the the road, the logging road in there was pretty good. It was like a dirt track with some pine trees in the center. The very, very bottom, the the, the dirt road was not great at all. And we're trying to navigate through the dark. I'm using Onyx to get us on and off the road. We're going up and down. And finally, we end up on this slope about 50 yards away towards the top. And I look back at Ryan, and I was like, dude, I've got too much weight on my pack. And I was like, I'm glad you said something because I do too. <laughs> yeah. So we hung two bags in the trees. So now we've got two stashes of meat. We marked them with pins and we kept pushing and we crawled. I mean, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. Crawled is a good. Yeah. Crawling it might have actually been faster. Maybe. We we moved very very slow. It took us 45 minutes to get out of the bottom, yep. which was a distance of about 300 yards. But with the downed logs, not being able to find a good path to walk on, um, the brush, everything, like a, a big culmination of, and the pack weight, um, you know, at one point, you, I mean, we were trying to play the estimate game. I was like, I probably got 100 pounds on my back. You're probably like, I got 150, I whatever. Like two metric tons over yeah. here. I mean, it, <laughs> it got heavier and heavier. Yeah. So it just, and it, so we're, we're moving along. Um, this trekking plus you got a 20-pound rifle. There's that. And I have a four-pound rifle. At that, po- <laughs> at that point, I had a 20-pound walking stick. Yeah. So we get to the first switchback, and, and we devised a plan. Like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Each switchback each switch back is 250 yards. So we'll just move as much as we can from edge of a switchback to edge of a switchback, and we'll take 10-minute breaks and just sit down, take our packs off, do whatever, and we'll just keep working. And so we followed that plan, uh, and it took us probably another 30 minutes to get – to the switch back below where we shot from, yep. which was by far the worst. It has the most slope. There's like busted rocks. Yeah, the where most they slid stuff in the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, and we were worried. So Ryan had limited battery on his cell phone. Uh, the the. And I don't know what's happening oh, at let, this point. And yeah, let's back up real quick. I sent Emily a, a message from the inReach at the yep, bottom, and I, I said. Say. I said, we're on our way. You said something about that you guys left some packs. We're on our way. We, we couldn't bring it all. We left some packs. Right. But, which, if you, when I've learned the, the inReach system, it, ha, it it blasts off in the inReach. There's some lag time. Yep. It's a, there's a lag time because it has to wait till there's a, a receptive Iridium satellite above it to receive that information and blast it down to the cell phone servers and all that stuff. So I'd sent it to Emily. I had no idea when she was going to get it. I had no idea if she had service. I just I knew she said that she was going to the truck, and I knew that she had service at the truck. So I was just in hopes that she would understand. Okay, we're just now leaving. Yeah. Uh, in my head, I tried to put myself in her shoes. We went down there two hours prior. We should have already been on our way. Yeah. yeah. Right. When I got that text, I was like, "Dang, they're like way behind where I thought they were." Because I had got to the truck. I was hot. I mean, my pack was way heavier than I expected mm-hmm. to be. So I had been sweating severely, but it was cold. So I shed all my gear, laid it out. I'm on the, I'm in the truck, 
trying to dry skin off because I was like, if I get any, if I stay wet, then I'm going to be way too cold and I'm going to go hypothermic. So I need to shed all of this stuff off. And I get that text that you guys had left some stuff behind. So I sent back a text and I was like, okay, do you need anything? That's the worst text Emily probably, she probably regrets sending that text. Because Absolutely. To catch back up when you were talking about, okay, now we're at the switchback right below where the yeah. shot from. I received an inreach message from Emily that says, okay, do you need anything? And at that point, being just we're dry on water and we were in a, kind of going to a dark place and yeah, we, I mean, ma- we a, drastically a, needed water. It was a struggle. I think by far the worst pack out I've ever I've ever had. It's not the longest. Uh, yeah, but, in retrospect, it's not that far, but no. without water. Without, without water any, and, and the incline. And the physical effort it took yeah. to get up the incline. Was, yeah. And um, I said, yes. I think all I could manage to type at the time was, yes, water bad. Yes, that's exactly what you said. Yep. And so I was like kind of in panic mode at that point because I was like, oh, they're in trouble. So I went ahead and I put a light jacket on. I brought a heavy jacket with me because I knew that it was going to be cold. I grabbed a bunch of water, a light pack, threw it on, grabbed some walking sticks and started hiking, like running hiking to them. Yeah, and I remember we did some quick math about the average walking speed of a human. <laughs> and tried to deduce a long philosophical debate about <laughs> when she would round the round the bend with this jug leg, of water, leg length and wind shear, and no, we didn't. Which but. no, it was like because walking in with light packs took us about forty five minutes for yeah. a mile and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get there and I'm hollering and I don't hear anything and I was like, quasi panic moment. I was like, there's no way I miss them because I had some problems getting out. I got a little lost. And so getting back, I knew exactly where I was going, and they're not where they were supposed to be. So I was like, oh, no. So I actually hiked back up to where we had shot the bear at, and they're not there. And I'm like, and I had been whistling and hollering and hadn't heard anything. And I was like, oh, this is not we, good. We were almost we were almost to the X. Right. We were almost yep. there. We were at the, the, the just previous, we had turned the corner. And it was a 220-yard shot to where that yep. X was, and we were at that spot. But we were we were just got there and sat down, or about to sit down when she yelled, which I had been yelling. <laughs> which I think just us breathing and moving, we just yeah. flat out couldn't move. Yeah. Right, because I had been I whistled pretty loud and I yelled pretty loud. Well, that happened today too when you were yelling. Yeah, I couldn't. You guys didn't hear me at all. No. Yeah, and I wasn't that far either. No. And so anyway, so I'm at the very top and I'm hollering. I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna have to walk back. Because I don't know where they are. It's a sweet, joyous sound when I heard your voice. And so I start hollering. And then Mm -hmm. Ryan actually answers. And I can't tell where he is. He's like off in a distance. And he's like, I'm on a switchback. And I was like, I just came from the switchbacks. Like, I didn't pass you. So we have this argument screaming back and forth about where we are. You guys did. He's like, we're below (laughs) you. And and he's like, you're like... I've already passed you, and I was like, "There's no way she passed us. Like there was, no, there was no, there was nowhere for her to go unless she came down the side of the mountain and like just missed us. Like I don't understand." And he it. was like, "The switchbacks below you," and I was like, "I just came from the switchbacks." He's like, "The different switchbacks," and I was like, "What? There are no other switchbacks." <laughs> I was like, so hey. Justin, then all I heard Justin was say, "I see your light," and then yeah, the heavens opened up, and all I could yep, hear yep. about was water. And so we finally figured out, I finally figured out where they were. So they were below me. On the switchbacks. But not the normal switchbacks. 
a different switchback. Yeah, one that, we, we one we that were, I had not been down. We hadn't we hadn't gotten to where we were before. Yeah, right. So I haul butt back down to them, and we're still hollering, communicating that way, and find them. And I was like, oh, you guys haven't made it very far at all, because <laughs> I'm like two miles in at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then then we devised the plan to kind of rotate the packs a little bit so uh ryan and i switch out mm -hmm. the heavier pack and then emily takes rotations on uh my pack which was slightly which was lighter by like 25 pounds so we basically essentially had a fresh person yeah every every break yep. right yep. and ryan was like this may be stupid but is there any way you can pack this and i was like i will try no i it, you did you did such a badass job like it, it oh my gosh you don't know how much you helped this that, that Getting it off our backs for 250 yards at a time was yeah. a game changer. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, and they put it on my back. And I was like, oh, it was my. Pretty terrible. <laughs> this was. is so much heavier than I expected. But we made it. We made it. We yeah, made it. We just, so we, we did 250 yards at a time, pushed all the way up to the top, hit the gravel road. Uh, we had some, some music. Ryan put on some tunes, and we just kept pushing through and uh, took a lot of short breaks. I think, what was our total time? Did we ever figure it out? I don't know, but my gluteus maximus was in pain. Well, we started yeah. like at 11. We, we got there. Well, we got back like at 2.30 or 3. It was late. Yeah. Um, so, quick caveat on that is that that pack is made for me. Right. It's my size. So, yeah. like, I have a very long, tall torso, and then where that sits on my lumbar is going to be sitting on the top of your butt cheeks. Yes, is exactly where it was. Yeah. And I was like, my butt was just cramping. And I was like, it's it's not that it's heavy. I mean, it was heavy, but it's like I can handle the, the yeah. weight. It was like, my butt cheeks are cramping. <laughs> I, can, I can only go so far. And Ryan's like, don't stop on the hills. It makes it worse. I was like, don't tell me how to pack this out. <laughs> just let me do what I'm doing. Yeah. And so we got uh, to the glorious truck. This is the most beautiful truck I've ever seen in my life at that point. And not, not because it's just mine, but because it was our transportation. Yeah. We weighed the packs. We weighed the packs. So Ryan's pack ended up at? 101. 101. And my pack ended up at 75. Yep. I just want to take a second and add a note here that this is actually an incorrect measurement. We measured in kilos. But it uh, should have been in pounds, so what you're hearing is kilos. Which, and 75 is half my body weight. Yeah, mine or, too. Or more. <laughs> you, okay. <laughs> um, and then we... I was just proud of myself. We I went back to camp. Out. Celebrated a little bit. Yeah, went back to camp. Uh, pre prepped everything, got everything on ice. Oh, we called Ben earlier. Yeah, we called oh. Ben at one in the morning. <laughs> Poor Ben. Up halfway up the hill. Yeah, we called Ben at one in the morning and was like, Ben, we got a bear. Uh, we he, need help. Yeah, he was like, cool, I'm off tomorrow. So he actually showed up at 8, no, 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 10, no, no, 10, 10.30 this morning, which was good because we got, we got to sleep in, uh, mill about, do whatever, and uh, Ben came and we both, all four had took down empty packs. Yep. I'll just summarize this real quick, uh, just because we're our clock's ticking. Yeah. Way past time, but that's okay. It's our podcast; we can do what we want. Yep. Um, went back down, picked up the rest of the meat. That we were concerned, very concerned about two things: one about other predators coming in after the carcass and then eating the meat bags, because there were no trees to really hang them in that weren't taller than like six feet. Yeah. When we said we hung them in trees, we're talking like we tied them onto the top of baby pines. Yeah. 
which I did an excellent job tying mine, Emily said. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> took me a minute to get it out. So we went back down there. Everything was untouched. The buzzards hit the carcass a little bit, but... Uh, we were a little worried about heat because heat, it got hot yep. today. Which everything was cool to the touch. Uh, was was pretty stoked about that. And uh, then we loaded our packs up and headed back out. Uh, we did put a trail cam. So we put a trail cam. Uh, ben put a trail cam at the side of the carcass. Yeah, that should be cool. Which would be cool. So we're, we're going to... The plan is when he goes down and recovers that, we're going to put him back on the podcast. And he's going to give some updates. And we'll share some pictures on social media of, of what's happening at the the swamp carcass. So, yeah, I mean, that was it. And then we, we brought back the – got back up much quicker, much more enjoyable. We found some trails that we struggled with last night. Ten down feet the away. From Ten feet away, man. It just goes to show you, like, being out at night and, and trying to navigate with headlamps is, is definitely challenging. But we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did, yeah. It was a lot. We ended up at 353 pounds yep. of weight carried up the hill. Yep, including skull, hide, uh, all the quarters, all the meat, everything. Packs. Packs. Um, so, not bad. Two trips, four people, definitely a community effort, um, which was awesome. For sure. Like, from day one. We couldn't have done it without everybody. No. Nope. Yeah, full team effort. So, real quick, uh, we'll just close out because we're, we're hitting at the end here. Um Last thoughts, summary, whatever, whatever you got from the trip. Um, First of all, lessons learned really quickly. I will probably always have a Garmin inReach with me because that was literally, I won't say a lifesaver, but it was it it was it was instrumental to rehydration last night. Uh, Being able to communicate when you have no cell phone signal was cool. Uh, As far as expectations, really quick. This I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I super hard hunt, big western public land diy just get yeah. out there and see what you can make happen ended up with a freaking bruiser yeah i mean how it went kind of exactly like i thought it would <laughs> no it did i knew that this was going to be extremely yeah. hard it's public hunting public hunting is always a crapshoot and you never know what to expect i knew that the country was going to mm-hmm. be difficult uh it was going to be hard and it was going to be a miracle if we got one and then it was going to be a pain to get it out. So a lot of, I, I definitely need a lighter pack. I borrowed one. It was a heavy frame pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's a good lesson learned. Yeah, it was a good lesson learned on that. I mean, I'm very grateful for that pack because it helped a lot. But hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you got to definitely be cognizant of every ounce mm-hmm. that you carry in, especially with my frame and my size. Not that I'm like a small human for my height, but it was definitely heavier than I should have been packing. Yeah. What about you? Man, I loved every minute of it. The ups and the downs. Um, I love hunting public land like this. I I told you guys this before. Like, I like uh, the strategy of like, hey, let's go pick a spot and go there and just like figure it out. Yep. To me, that's that's part of it, and the frustrations come and they go, and then there's always that one moment, be it like, you know, the intel that you got, or like yep. when we were in Florida, somebody at the restaurant, Craig was like, hey, you got any place where you know there's turkeys? And somebody's like, yeah, go drive down that road and turn left and turn there and, like, get close to the river and you'll find them. Or, like, 
you know, when we first got turned on to Onyx back in 2015 when we were in a bar in, in Wyoming, like, yeah. and that opened up public land hunting f- for me. It's just like those moments like that, you're like, boom, but they always happen. Yeah. They always happen. Somebody's always there. When we were in Wyoming last year, two guys were like, oh, yeah, there's mule deer over there. We are hunting antelope, but we saw a bunch of mule deer in the draws, like big, big mule deer. Well, and we definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without y'all because I did not hunt today for that reason because I knew that, like, if I got something down, oh, yeah. it was going to be impossible for Ryan and I to get it out. It's, I mean, that's a Not cons- impossible, but improbable. It's a consideration point. You know, you got to think. I was thinking about coming up. I was like, I'm going to Colorado now. I'm going to be doing elk hunting. Like, I got to think about this. Like, where am I, I going to shoot elk? How long is it going to take me to pack it out? Like, is this a feasible pack out? It's one of those things, like, it, it plays in the hole, but... It was uh, a collective effort. And 100%. I, that was a lot of fun. So, I feel like we all have a little bit of stake in, in this bear. Yeah. That's why we all have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was for the first Harvesting Nature, the way we hunt, collab, collaborative hunt, collaborative event, that I don't think could have gone any better, ended up any better. Yeah. I mean, True story. Other than we didn't have five bears. Uh, <laughs> five bears, bears, ten... Ten cougars, cougars and five I, turkeys. <laughs> we set God. our scopes high. <laughs> That's right. Um, we ended up with one bear, but it's awesome because we well, got... It's better me- than none. Yeah, we got meat in the freezer, uh, fat to render, and uh, hides to get tanned. So, it's pretty cool things. I will say, be sure to check out The Way We Hunt on on their social media platforms. It's on their YouTube channel. It's really awesome. Uh, we got a lot of great films. Keep an eye out. We're not sure where we're going to put the film out, but it's going to go out at, at, at one point. Or another, uh, a good mixture. It's going to be a good film too. I'm yeah, so stoked. We have a ton of footage. Ton of footage. Ton of awesome footage. And then once you make sure you're following uh, Ryan and Emily, the way we hunt, make sure you're following us, Harvesting Nature, because you should be. And uh, after that, whatever podcast platform you listen to, punch that five star button. Tell <laughs> us what we're doing wrong, <laughs> or tell us what we're doing right. And that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.